just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Hungry. Uh, do you find that you're you perform better with a full stomach or with something in it, or what does that look like for you? I think it depends. Uh, like most of my answers, right? It's, it's um, been in a good place where, like, I I've trained myself to have that metabolic flexibility, so I can go into the to the fat burning a bit easier and be okay. Uh, but also, I still get hungry. <laughs> I love. I remember how Joe Rogan explained that once. Right, we're f- focusing on fat burning. She's like, I'm hungry, but it's just not the same. It's just the hunger's there, but it feels like it's in a different room. I just like the way he described that. Um, yeah, I think it's more to do with just had a lot, a lot of got stuff going on today, and uh, that's great and everything, and all good stuff. But you know, I just went to have a, f- a few minutes to eat some food, and I haven't really eaten since like eight o'clock this morning. Hmm. Uh, under that umbrella, I'm, I'm wondering what you might say to somebody, wink, wink, aka me, that uh, I I pay very little attention to my diet because you know I, I work out, Active, yeah. uh, go to the gym or swim enough to where that's almost like my permission. Like I'll, I'll eat what I want and I'll, I'll worry about it another time. I'm at the point where I want like something's got to give, uh, and I'm wondering what what a good uh, like incremental step is that I can take to like a super novice, uh, um, you know, dieteer, somebody who wants to get into what, what would you say? Is it, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the gaps between I'm eating, like I've heard that strategy before where I should have like smaller meals more often throughout the day. Do you like the intermittent fasting? Should I just focus on like getting vegetables or something healthier in my my diet like more consistently? What, what's like a good little tidbit that I can just get started with that? What what when you say something's got to give? What do you mean by that? Like I want something to change. I'm kind of I've noticed and been more in tune with, uh, regardless of how much I exercise, that I have this untapped potential with my diet. Like I don't really pay attention to it, so I know I can. It's like a knob that I can, it's at a zero and I can turn it up to like a two and, and get some results. I'm just wondering like what version of the two could I turn it to? Yeah, it's kind of like I'm talking to the tax cut guy this week. It's like, well, we can do this thing where we can like get a little bit of payoff there. Or if we pay the kids through there, then we can take that as a write off. And it's like, it's all bits and pieces around the edges. It's just like the biggest thing is basically you have enough, big enough, for, you have enough space in your retirement plan to pull that money in. So you haven't got to pay that tax name, but straight into your retirement plan. It's like, do that. That's the biggest thing. And like, so when it comes to health, the biggest thing is food. Because you, you, <laughs> you can't <laughs> exercise out a bad diet. I mean, you work out a lot, right? You're playing a lot of ton of hockey and then you're always doing something, right? So that, like, that yeah. gives you a certain le- level to play with. But the food is the biggest leverage point. Uh, even where's my? You can't see my Arnold Schwarzenegger picture from here, but you know, he famously said that muscles made abs made in the kitchen. Hmm. Right, 
80 percent of success in uh, excuse me 100 out of 100 percent success in bodybuilding 80 percent is what you eat 20 percent is your rest and 10 percent your training and so th think about that wow. i mean that's bodybuilding specifically but what you put in your body is what you are right and so yeah i think that's the biggest leverage point for sure and it, it I, I remember working once with some guy who like it eat he, he was telling me like he someone who he worked with like they had, he had a pizza he's like i couldn't have a pizza for lunch i'd be like all all the rest of the day i'd feel like so terrible i'd be like oh yeah. it's like oh, all the gluten or something and he's like this guy can just get away with it you know what it's like remind him i said to him it's like well i'd rather be where you are because although he's getting away with it now he's just kicking the can down the end mm. that's down the, down the hall down the road whatever the expression is and so ultimately <laughs> yeah. to come back and get him somewhere along the line i'd rather have the acute pains we're back to the acute versus the chronic pain so coach where you are right it seems like you can get away with things and that maybe not is always a good thing because like you uh you haven't been as focused on you haven't needed to right but right. i a super super easy way for me to think about it is that through my iterations of training over the years it was training first for bodybuilding which meant carbs and protein who cares about vegetables don't eat any shit, right like no fat like it's just and so it was a lot of tuna chicken and rice or chicken and rice like so lean stuff and then it's moved around so much time but i would say like the approach that i talked about recently was just focus on protein think about what actual foods there are if we and so think about you don't really need carbohydrates i don't really think so so i'd focus on not worrying about not even thinking about carbohydrates and just move towards protein if you're eating, every given meal you're eating primarily protein like the ancillary of the carbs will come around the outside around outside of it as well and then sticking within a, like a a fasting like a intermittent fasting window you should, have you used the uh have you seen the app called zero before zero i don't think so mm -mm. there's a free app called well there's a free part of it where you can track your fasting and set it up so when you start eating for the day when you stop eating for the day and again, and, yeah. Is that what you recommend? Six, 16, eight, like the intermittent fast. I, I've done that before and I've gotten pretty used to, to that routine. I'm just not in it right now. Is that what you'd recommend? Yeah, but at very least just to notice what you're doing. That's what I was going to mm -hmm. say, right? I, like rather than being a strict 16, eight, what for me is just, it's just, it's just the awareness of when I stop eating for a day to the day when I start mm -hmm. again, because it, it, it tends to make a big difference. And then uh, I just focus on trying to get like, 40 grams of protein each meal. So those simple ones would be 40 grams of protein each meal. How much do you weigh, Coach? 175-ish. Okay. So let's say you might, you mean between one, like one and a half, back, let's say one and a half, one and a half uh, grams of protein per pound. So... 250 217 grams of protein as well like that. is that right that should be my daily intake is that what you're saying yeah in fact okay. maybe, maybe i got some numbers wrong so you want, so maybe think about getting towards 200 grams of protein a day you probably don't need to hit 200 grams of protein a day but if you can think about 200 grams as a target it's pretty good interesting okay yeah, I'll think about that. I think it's more about <laughs> the other garbage I eat in between, but I kind of like this. 
or are you saying that like that's that's how I could conquer that is just focusing on something that I can focus on and the rest kind of falls away? Yeah, exactly. You're in a position where you you can forget about the other stuff mm. because because it's not like you're trying to like lose a ton of weight. So just focus on like eating the protein, and then as you said the other stuff you won't be hungry for it anyway. Yeah, right? those cravings start go away. It's like once you it's like having a bunch of chocolate in the fridge, right? If you go down there and it's there, like, what are you going to do? Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I was like I remember being younger, being at, being somewhere with my mum, and she's like, "Do you want you want to buy that?" I like, oh, look at like, oh, that's that, that that like biscuit or a chocolate bar. That's that's cool. You want me to get it for you? It's like, no, no, I don't want it because I'll only eat it. Like I don't I don't want to eat it. Like I don't want to do it. You can buy it. I don't want to actually eat it. I mean, yeah, I want it, but I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not in the house, I won't miss it. Don't, don't buy it. Don't don't have right, the temptation okay. be there. Yeah. Well, you're in a place where you're living on your own, so it's easy for you, man. Come on, easy money. Yeah, I, I'm the buyer. Yeah, <laughs> right. You don't open the fridge and go, "Oh, how did that get there?" All right. <laughs> All right, I, I have a challenge for you. Uh oh. Might we make our uh, diet conversation that we just had an analogy for business? Uh, you kind of mentioned those percentages. What was it? Seventy twenty ten. What was it again? No, eight twenty ten is more than a hundred, coach. <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe that's another another reason why I need to eat seventy twenty ten. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> All right, and what were the percentages? Seventy was diet, ten was fitness, and what was the other? Seventy is diet, twenty percent is rest, ten percent is training. Ooh, maybe we keep rest if we translate it over to the business principle. Yeah. So then, what would, what would what would seventy and ten be in in business principles? Like, what's what's the biggest chunk? If if a diet is the biggest chunk to being in shape and being healthy, what's the biggest chunk for business being healthy? Well, my, mine goes to immediately what we've been talking about recently around like seventy percent is my max fill line. I need that other thirty percent to uh, have the reflection. And make sure that the seventy percent is the right seventy percent. But even that feels too much for in that in that space. So I suppose by the natural conversion of it, that would be the time that you're spending actually working uh, in your business uh, or in in your life, just like doing the things like showing up for calls, creating value, would be for our business. But certainly no more than that. And actually putting that way makes it even more stark that there's that difference hmm. does it feel for you yeah i guess i i just had another thought to go deeper with that 70 percent. so maybe we take the same percentages of the working in your business what's the 70 20 10 of that <laughs> right, right yeah <clears throat> yeah that's important as well right yeah it's like 80 20 and 80 20 rule, but and then the 80 20 rule one once you've done the first level of it because you can go deeper and deeper. All right, so of so of of the 30 percent you've got, so let's say the 70 percent is out of like it's just that's just keeping the lights on, you've got 30 percent, and we're saying we're splitting that 30 percent up into 20, 70, 20, and 10, right? Mm -hmm. This is good. 
Yeah, I might say either the 20 or the 10 would be uh, like content consumption, like maybe uh, continuing education or videos that you're watching or something, you know, to put into your, to practice your subconscious neural connections. What are you feeding yourself? Or maybe that doesn't apply uh, if we're talking about actual connections that we're making in the business. Uh, I would say the 70 is actually, I don't know, maybe it's like a coaching prospecting type thing. 70% is the actual delivery. 20% is prospecting. 10% is something else. Yeah, but you make a good point. Like, it's a content consumption or maybe other, under the bigger umbrella of education. Uh, what like the bigger bigger lifts of pushing new things into your mind, um, but then yet like okay, so that's working on the continual process of your business, so lead generation, and then that which is repeatable. And you you, you might even say that that should just be part of your the seventy percent, maybe. But I guess the other part they're missing for me is then building systems, building the ability to play again. Because if if you've got that thirty percent that's left, and it's it's going on it's going on something, you need you need to be able to buy the next thirty percent from that thirty percent. Mm. That's where I want to go deeper on. I think that makes the most uh, that gets me most excited talking about systems. And the power of systems, because you can do anything by showing up and leaning on your ability, your resources and getting value out of something. But maybe talk to the uh, the the gain of having systems. What does that look like for you and your business? And then why is that something that we should think more about? Yeah, I think it's a huge to think about the systems, you know, like, I was thinking about the, the hangar analogy. Like if you've got this big aircraft hangar and you park the airplane, the big airplane in there, or you, or you, maybe it's not an airplane, maybe it's a, I got, I got it. It's a tent, right? Like you've got this big tent in this, in this place, you've got space. And that tent is really valuable. It's like an idea or a concept something that you can use, but when it's in there, you can't use the space for anything else. So you, the work is to create a way of like dis dismantling the tent in a way where, where you know it goes together and then having a way at the back of that hangar, that space to uh, to put it in a place where you can file it, but you can get to it later. So you can dismantle it quickly, put it away, know where it is, know where it takes to put it back up and use it, but also have the space for the next thing to come in. That's the, that's the, the repeatable system. It's like, what do I need to put up today? And then perhaps there's hangers at the back that just have ones working in there over themselves over and over and over anyway. But the system is something where it, anything that's anything, essentially anything that's repeatable can have a system that gets created around it. Mm. And, and, and so you, the analogy I've been using for clients just this week that popped up was a baseball analogy. Do you think about this already? I don't think so. Mm -mm. So if you are like the star player, you, you're hitting things out of the park. That's your that's your role. You don't also want to be in charge of making sure that there's enough peanuts to go around. That everyone's <laughs> got the right seat allocation. That the floodlights are coming at the right time. There's enough beer in that damn place. You know, we check what the rain is. Like 
where everyone's got the right equipment. So like, imagine they had to deal with all that stuff as well. Even if you have, even if you had other people that were doing some of the work for you, but you still had to know that those things were okay. You, you were the part, like final part, but then you still had to go step up and like knock the ball out of the park. You wouldn't do it. Wouldn't that? You just got to remove everything so that you can do the thing that only you're best at. Mm. So the systems are a way of knowing that all those things are really important, but you can't move on to doing your best work if you're still having to do some of the other work. So utilizing systems, technology, and, and people is what is always the game is about. Okay. Because until you, once you're full up, you're full up forever. It's not, it's not like, oh, until I've got more space. But there's always going to be something else that goes into it. And I think obviously there's value in calling time out and having a sabbatical or like a mini retirement or something like that to reset. But ultimately, once you get to a certain place, I think there's always going to be more things that come in. And so we want to always have enough space that it makes it continuous to, as the way you might be. So it's always, it's always, well, if I go... I think I read somewhere recently. It's like an idea is useless if you don't if it doesn't come with a person to execute on it. Hmm. When it comes to what, because there's no, there's no. Oh, it's great, but like I'm, I'm not spending time on it. Someone else has to. So does it come with that person? And if I, and if it doesn't come with a person, I've got to, even if, even if I know I'm not going to do it, I've still got to find a person to do it. Oh, there's a lot there. Coming. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I wrote down one thing that might be my takeaway for today. Uh, and it's such a simple sentence that you said, but it, it made so much sense to me. Anything that's repeatable, you can systematize. So if, you, if you're thinking of, uh, you know, as I am in my business, uh, something in your business that repeatedly comes up and maybe there's nuances and you spend effort and energy on those nuances. And it it's not in that realm of uh, like home run hitting, something that you're you're the best at and you show up and perform, but it's something else. It, it's more of a distraction. Work on a system, find a way to, uh, you know, I guess the overall goal of a system is to not think about it as much or not have to think about it. But when you systematize it, you just, you know what the expectations are, you show up and, and it is it, it is that thing. It is whatever you systemize, systematize it to be. So I'm just kind of thinking about that for me. Um, you know, quite simply, um, something that I'd like to resolve is sometimes when I get to the end of my day, I have three, four, five tasks and I'm, I'm faced with this, uh, challenge. I don't have any other commitments there. You know, I don't have to be on zoom anymore or connect with any other clients, but I have to get these things done. And sometimes I just need to walk away. Uh, but then I'll get to seven o'clock at night and they're still not done. So I'm just thinking of a system that I can implement to address those things because it keeps coming up. It's a repeatable thing that I keep having to deal with and spend mental, mental energy on and how am I going to handle this? So I'm just wondering what that might be for me and I'm going to think about that a little bit more and, and actually implement some sort of system to, to yeah. accommodate those things. Perhaps an this is an example of like when, when there's more constraints, it makes it easier. But for me, I know that when I have to go and relieve the nanny, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Because yeah. then I get into the kids and the dinner and everything to put into bed, and it's then it ends up to being like eight eight thirty. There is exceptions to that, where if I know that there's something very specific that I want to commit to, have committed to, I can come back at that point. But that's very rare. And I don't want it to be. So it's like when it's closed, it's closed, it's done, it's off. 
So either it's it it's available to do in the time that I've got, or it then or if it's not, it then goes to the next available spot part in the time that I've got. Yeah. And then so that has an opening time in the morning as well. And so that might, might be helpful to think about for you. All right. So I, my takeaway is just around the structure of the systems. There still has to be some flexibility in the system itself. Uh, I think I, I remember this from uh, Tim Ferriss's four four hour work week when he first had virtual assistants to hand handle queries from his from his clients. He gave some very specific responses to requests, but there's lots of nuance to those. And and so it was like it still found lots of things coming to him because it, it didn't fit into the five scenarios that he laid out. Like kind of this, kind of that, but not really. So it come back mm -hmm. to him. But what he did was allow his assistants to say, if it's a problem that costs less than a hundred dollars to fix, make the decision and fix it. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. enabled that ninety percent of them to go away. Wow. So you're not looking for everything. Here's another example from a client this week. His his goal is to remove email from his life. They have having one of his assistants just go through his email and filter the things into one inbox that says for him to read and then the other inbox to, for him to action action. And so mm. just that makes it, it like, he's still got to go through and look at the emails, but it's so much less impactful for him and he can batch it much more efficiently. I want to take a new takeaway. I love that read and action. That's amazing. It's so simple. <laughs> Why, how, how come I didn't think of that? That's great. All right, coach. coach thank you. I like where we, we started with diet and eventually got into business and yeah, got into some, some cool takeaways. So thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bingo, bingo. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset. Come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.